0: Some spiritual writers try to elucidate deeply man's relationship with God. And they're saying that among all the creatures that God created, man is closest to God. Not just in terms of proximity, but in terms of nature and substance. That in the organigram of creation, that man has the closest nature and substance with God among all creatures. And this was bettered as a result of the fact that you cannot relate with what is not of your likeness. The quality of relationship between humans cannot be equated with our relationship with things. You will see that our relationship with our fellow human beings is much deeper and has better reality than when you relate with your car or with your money. Or with anything at all. So, likewise, too, in as much as God created all the other creatures, both in heaven and on earth, there was no creature that could relate with God the way He wanted. And God, being love, love wants to share. And so, God the Father. We relate to God the Son, God the Son, we relate to God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, we relate to God the Father. And that communion, that intimacy continued for ages. And so because God is love, he wants to relate with a being that has his own capacity too. He could not relate with the angels that way. Because they don't have the nature of God and other living creatures in heaven. And so it is in the midst of this that God screamed, love screamed, let us create man. As a matter of fact, that screaming was the betting of man in God's family. You know what it was? It's like how the woman was created for man. That was how man was made out of God. Are we together, here it's not good for man to be alone because love will always share. Whatever there's love, love by nature must share, must relate. So, it's a right point of view that God said it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helpmate, even though they are two. He says, When they get married, they become one, and what God has put together, let no man put asunder. You see, the mystery of the Trinity has direct link with the mystery of marriage. And that is the same mystery that governs the church. Are we together here? Good. And so, there is a direct relationship between man and God. And the Bible says, your maker is your husband. And our maker who is our husband, he is the bridegroom. Where are they, bride? And so, there is a direct intimacy, relationship, living relationship between God and us. And where that that, intimacy is heavily exercised is in prayer. That is why when he created man, he didn't put him in the ordinary earth. He put him in the garden. Ganan. And Ganan is that coverage, that place of heat, that place where the bride and and the bridegroom stays together and have intimacy. Where each is pregnant with their nature. for those of you who have been coming for advanced bible course who had a little deep teaching on this it is in that intimacy that the first reading is speaking from I don't, I don't think you listened to it did you? the first reading from which book? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of my beloved behold he comes leaping upon the mountains abounding over the hills Who and who moves on the mountains? It's not humans, right? Good. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my beloved. My dove, my fair one. This is what God is calling you. You are his love. You are his dove. You are his fair one. And come away. For behold, the winter is past. God is saying the winter is past. Hmm? The rain is over. And gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time is pruning. The time of pruning has come. And the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its fig. And the wines are in blossom. They give birth. They give fourth fragrance arise my love my fair one and come away come away let us be together come away everybody say come away come some some bible uh, will say come up here. this one is inviting you come into the garden come into the garden the garden of intimacy this is a call to prayer could you come there there's an intimacy that is beyond human relationship that takes place there where your emotions are completely captured. Your love for God will surpass human things. You know, I mean, material things. Your love for God becomes a drive that can, that can propel you to any height. Paul said the love of God, you know, urges me on. constrains me. Drives me on. You see, God is so emotional about us. He wants to see you come close. He wants to embrace you. He wants you to experience him. And as long as you don't experience the love of God, the love you have in your life will be perverted. That's what men don't understand. Until you test the love of God, anything you're ex- ex- existing with is a perverted type of love. It's a corrupt type of love. It will eat you up with negative urges, with negative desires, and all forms of negative you know, uh, 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 drives. What tames you and makes you true human is the love of God. That's why as long as that love is outside your heart, you will hate, you will be embittered, you will revenge, you will be unforgiven. You will even want to kill yourself, you will commit suicide, you will be depressed. But when that liquid love enters your heart, it saturates you, it calms you. It's like an antivirus, it will eat up the virus that is up the hearts of men. This is the reality. And God is emotional about it. He wants to release with you. His emotions are attached to you. Do you know some people, they serve God. Their emotions are not attached to God. Nothing moves them. You sing, it doesn't move them. You share the word of God, it doesn't move them. The Holy Communion, it doesn't move them. They, are, they can't even shed tears. You know, you know, you are in presence of God, and you are, you are, you are fellowshipping with Him, and then you are so touched, you see tears coming at tears of joy. So nothing, dry, dry. Like could could I? Nothing moves them. Nothing ever stirs them up. They're not committed to it. David cried many times. Is it Moses? All of them. They were broken. It's a sign of brokenness. It's a sign that your heart has experienced something. If you cry for a fellow human being, could I love? How much more God? Some are so official. They life like Always in God prayer. Everything must be, you know. solemnly, without the internal brokenness. Without the internal brokenness. Sometimes you are reading scriptures some words will just well up into your heart. You just start celebrating God and you see tears. You are just crying. Why are you crying? You don't even know. It's a sign of healing, restoration. A child that, you know, catches up with the mother, you know, when there's a strange thing. You see a child crying, mommy are welcome, or something. You see tears coming out. When were you, you know, when was the last time you wept because of the awesomeness of God? Have your emotion emotionally touched? Or you're serving God with your, with your brain? One plus one is equal to two. Two times two is four. As far as you're concerned, that's your way of serving God. No, 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 no. <laughs> You must be broken. Anytime he touches you, is that the joy overwhelms you or the peace swallows you up? Yes. You must be conquered by the love of God. If the love of God does not conquer you, then the perverted love of this world will conquer you. That's what the Bible says. Love of the world is what enmity with God. You must seek that type of love, and that's the love that is made manifest at Christmas. Jesus is that love. Jesus is that love. That's why, as we're clocking down, what are you doing to yourself? Don't allow yourself to be so dry. Be moved. Be touched. Be touched. The Bible says, if "You hear the word of the Lord. Do not what harden your heart." So, if you are the one responsible for the hardness of heart, That's why he's asking you, do not harden your heart. And even if you don't want to be responsible, the devil will help you to harden your heart. Yes, when you buy up the things he's marketing, eh, he will garnish you with the instrument that at the end of it all, you will harden your heart. You will harden your heart. You cannot be soft towards your fellow human beings until God has touched you. You cannot flow with people unless God touches you. And so you have to seek, you have to cry, say, God, touch my heart. Break this this concrete in my, in my shell. I want to feel, I want to feel your presence. I want to feel who you are. Not just serve you mentally. You go to prayers, everything is mental, 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 mental. Your eyes are open. Your ears are just picking up all kinds of signals. No. It's a dimension. It's a dimension. It's just like when we opportunity uh, is and we are singing unto the Lord, you know. Some people can never move their body. Everything just like that. As if as if you know, no. David danced, his clothes went went off his body. They really even laughed at him. And that's the man that went to battle forty six times and came back without his scratch. Without a scratch. It's not a mystery. Brought down Goliath with a pebble, with a stone. It was David who said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That joy will make you go crazy sometimes. So at Christmas, ask Jesus, in my heart, that joy again, that peace. Seek it. Make a prayer deep in your heart. Jesus touched me this time again. In the midst of the reason, the, the, the grace for the season. May God bless us in our hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.